Hello, welcome to the Sally in the Zen podcast. I'm your host, Sally. I'm a Zen Buddhist caregiver, and I thank you so much for joining me in my pursuit to find Zen moments in everyday living. If you're new to the podcast, welcome and thank you for joining me. If you're not new, then welcome back. Glad to have you. Uh, I think I need to go ahead and disclaim, put a disclaimer out here first because I, I sometimes um, use spicy language. And yes, Zen Buddhists sometimes use spicy language. So moving on, from the previous podcast, I had talked about the what and the why for starting this podcast. And today's episode is specifically talking about the day of Zen Master Stroke. And that's actually a pretty pretty pivotal moment in my life and our lives. And the reason for the podcast and my writing, because he's my muse. So if you're interested in hearing about the behind the scenes of what happened on the day of the stroke, then today's episode is for you. Even if you're not, that's okay. This episode might be a little TMI. But it's going to be therapeutic for me because I haven't really thought too much about it in my head since it happened until just recently. I'm also um, a brand new writer for Medium.com and I actually wrote about it a little bit on Medium. I didn't go too much in detail in the article, but I'll attach the link to that article uh, in the show notes. But let's move on to the podcast, uh, the episode for today. So in June 2016, on a clear Sunday morning, of course, it has to always be a clear day, right? Uh, Zen Master, Zen Mom, and I were walking to the car to drive to the community garden. We had a 15 by 15 garden and you'd have thought that it was just about the right size to handle growing small patches of tomatoes and peppers and maybe some herbs and spices and lavender, but it really wasn't. We were amateur gardeners and when they say they needed a little help with it, that usually meant that I was the mule who did all the heavy lifting in that damn garden. And let me just say that I have a better appreciation of where and how we get our food, uh, but I'm digressing. So on that day, Zen Master was 74 years old and Zen Mom 66, and normally they would walk to the garden, when. but that particular day we all decided to just drive. And it's funny sometimes to think about how this could have happened anytime, anywhere uh, without me being there. I could have been at work. I could have been shopping, uh, and just completely, completely unable to help him. But I wasn't, and I did. So Zen Master has stopped in his tracks in the middle of the parking lot a befuddled look on his face, and he was touching his throat with his left hand. Zen Mom was already in the back seat of the car waiting for us, and sometimes he does that. We would be just walking, and he would just stop. He'd be joking around, or he would just, that's how he would communicate. He would just stop walking and just communicate, so it's like he can't even multitask even before, you know, the stroke. But 
I'm watching him touch his throat, and he's looking at me with that puzzled look on his face, like, you know, like, WTF. And I'm telling him, come on, let's get going. I was standing by the driver's side door, waiting and watching him, but he just stood there. And I gotta admit, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I got exasperated with him because he was stopping again. Like, he would just stop in the middle of a the aisle of a grocery store or a busy sidewalk, not mindful of people coming and going, right? He would just stop. I went back to stand in front of him and I'm asking him what's wrong. I'm looking at his face and he's still befuddled, still like thinking, trying to figure out a puzzle, that look on his face. And he was still touching his throat and still looking at me. And by that time, I lost patience with him. I'm like, come on. So I'm like grabbing his hand and I pulled him over to the passenger side of the car. I'm telling him, get in, get in, Pop. And I watch him lift his right arm to open the car door and it just fell away like a wet noodle, a limp noodle. And he tried it again and I watched as his arm just fell away. And that was when I just, it dawned on me that, he wasn't joking that something wasn't right. So I grabbed him by the shoulders and I leaned him against the side of the door facing me. Zen mom at that time had gotten out of the car watching us and she was asking like, what's the matter? What's going on? But I'm like paying attention to him. I'm like looking at him. I'm saying, say something. And he opened his mouth and nothing came out. Nothing came out. And I'm looking at Zen mom and I'm saying, I think he's having a stroke. Now, I've never seen for myself what a stroke looks like. I don't even watch the PSAs on TV about strokes or the sign of stroke. Um, I think maybe Rosie O'Donnell at this one time in the past had said something about tingling down the arms or something like that. I don't remember, but I just knew he was having a stroke. So from the moment he stopped in the middle of the parking lot to the moment we arrived to the ER, it was a total of 30 minutes, three zero minutes. I vaguely heard one of the ambulance people say that we were one of his fastest stroke response that he's ever come across. I actually didn't know what that meant. Fastest stroke response compared to what? You know, turns out that the critical window for a stroke victim is to, the window to get help is three hours to get to the hospital. From the time it happens to get to the hospital to get help, three hours is your optimal window. So obviously, the sooner you get that person to the hospital, the higher the chances of a full recovery. So Zen Master had an ischemic stroke. According to the strokeassociation.org, an ischemic stroke can be caused by a blood clot that formed in either the heart or a blood vessel. It breaks away, breaks loose, enters the bloodstream, and travels through the brain's blood vessels until it reaches vessels too small to let it pass. 
they did multiple tests and on him and took tons of blood uh, from him and even probed his heart but couldn't find the source of the stroke. And let me just say, by the way, his heart was clear and strong and was not the source of his stroke. He was in the hospital for almost a week before being released to the rehab hospital where he stayed as an inpatient for almost four months. And let me just throw out there that I can count in one hand how many times I personally experienced shit like this. That I can count in one hand how many times I actually attended funerals for people I actually knew, much less loved. And honestly, I can't tell if having such a blank slate is a good thing or bad thing. And that's really stupid to say, but I'm just, com- I'm just being transparent. Because let me just say, the shock of all of this was pretty devastating. It was pretty awful. And also in all transparency, I didn't go into the why was this happening to us phase. I didn't even start wondering what was the meaning of this in our lives kind of thing. I just remember during that time, being robot mode, being just mechanically moving around, operating and doing what I needed needed to do. I had straight tunnel vision of what I needed to do next. I'm a very analytical person, almost Spock-like, just dealing with the next thing I had to deal with, like being there for him to deal with the doctors, the exams, to make sure Zen Mom was okay, to make sure we ate, to make sure that we were there when he woke up. I didn't think to even think about myself. I saw myself as being on the cusp of losing my father, and that this was really happening to me, and that I just might have to pull the plug on him if it came down to it, because it felt like at one point that it did. It was before they did the probe of his heart. And for those kind of surgeries, those kind of procedures, of course, in my experience, like I said, I can count on one hand how many times I actually personally experienced this, aside from uh, what I do know, which is from ER with George Clooney, uh, from TV. Aside from that, nothing really truly significant in my life until now. But for those kind of procedures, especially when it's probing in your heart, um, there's a slight chance of, God forbid, um, something going wrong and he not coming out of it. And that was a chance that they had to take and they had already forewarned me about that, which basically left his his life in my hands. And that's the most frightening thing ever that I ever had to go through. But luckily, it was okay. Now, we had already prepared for the end-of-life process, uh, Zen Master, Zen Mom and I a long time ago about when to pull the plug, about the do not resuscitate order, about the funeral and what he wanted. We can talk more about that in another episode, but all of that was already prepared so that, you know, God forbid, on these occasions, which I hope will never happen again, but we were prepared it wasn't something that we needed to discuss because we had already discussed it as an ongoing thing in in my particular family. This is a um, a definitely a personal and family 
discussion that we had in my particular in my particular case in our case and this is not me telling you guys that anything beyond of what we just did what we did these were our choices now according to buddha life is suffering zen master has always preached to be a mortal be a mortal for the longest time i never knew what that meant i mean just what the hell does that mean to be a mortal be a mortal and in those nights when zen master was in the rehab hospital when i was home and couldn't sleep i would actually hear his words in my head and then i understood what he meant what that stupid phrase meant that basically all of this us going through the stroke going through this episode was just part of the package of being human to suffer to grieve besides to hate and to love to despise to want to slap someone hard to finally learn to appreciate what we had that's what he f- he meant and i finally understood that so it's been all uh, 3 years now since his stroke and his speech is slurred and sometimes he forgets but zen master is still healthy and alive and still with us and i thank god for that in the past before his stroke when i found myself wondering just what is my purpose in life what am i meant to do what am i supposed to be doing in hindsight i know that there's always a reason to be there's always a reason for these things there's always a lesson to be learned through such awfulness and i think i finally figured out figured that particular thing out because his stroke answered just one of those questions for me honestly and it was to the question of what am i supposed to be doing and it's to be present in the moment to appreciate what i have that's sitting right in front of my face and to be more of a driver of my life rather than a passenger Now I alluded to this in the previous podcast that since his stroke my mission was to figure out what I can do for him and Zen Mom to make their golden years truly golden while they're still physically here with me to show my appreciation of them while I I still have this valuable chance. So because I really don't know what what kind of time is left in their golden year hourglass and this is my chance to honor them. and talk about my little family. So to briefly recap this episode, I'm going to be uh a public safety announcement a PSA for one second. Okay. Know the signs of a stroke. Learn fast. F A S T. It stands for face, arm, speech and time. F A S T. So think of a droopy face a limp arm slurred speech those are all signs of a stroke happening and the sooner you know that the sooner you can call you can call 911 to get to the hospital and the, the the strange thing was he didn't have a droopy face his face did not droop his arm went limp and he couldn't speak so that was the other indication by Like I said before, I couldn't even tell you why or how I knew that he was having a stroke right before me, right in front of my eyes. In next week's episode, I'll, I'm going to focus on what it means to become his actual caregiver. 
If you have any questions or comments or any ideas for future episodes, DM me on Instagram or swing by my blog, Sally in the Zen, and click on the contact page and let me know. Depending on your question, maybe I'll feature it on a future episode. I usually post uh, weekly on Sundays on either my family blog or um, which is sallyindezen.com or on medium.com. And now with this podcast every other Wednesday, you can also follow me on Instagram and Pinterest under Sally in the Zen. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and spread the word. And if you want to give me a rating, feel free. I'd love to know your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening and joining me on my pursuit to find Zen moments in everyday living. See you next time. <music>